0: Team, that was great. I'll tell you proud proudest Sister Sherry. She had her wisdom tooth pulled out and she was up here singing. So praise God. Amen. Give her a hand and give the worship team a hand. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Man, I'd still be in bed two weeks later. <laughs> milking it for all I can. Hallelujah. I want to welcome everybody. Welcome everybody by internet. Hey Robbie. Hey Lori. Watching by computer as you travel. Watch the road bud. And uh, the Ellis's and uh, Chevaliers and everybody else, number of people out. They all decide to leave at the same time. But thank God they're coming back, and glad you're here. And we just bless you today. Going to have a great time. I want to start today. I want to continue as we were going last week. Is everything rolling? They're getting it together here. Hallelujah. don't worry. We're getting this technology together. Houston, this is NASA. No. Houston, we have a problem. 10 minutes? 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0, 100, 100 98, 99, 98, 97, 96, 95. Oh, Lord. Well, that's a pretty picture. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'll tell you what, we've got a lot of surprises for you. So we've got a lot of things in that computer, and these guys are working, and and we're getting it all together. But I tell you what, last Sunday I shared, and I was going to share the scripture first, but I'll go ahead since I got some time. I understand a number of people after last Sunday got the revelation. They went home and burnt their Speedos. <laughs> some told me their strings were out of it anyway. I hear some clapping. How many went home and burnt your, street, your Speedos? You know that was a word from God, that Speedos are of the devil. How many agree? Amen. Went home and burnt their Speedos. And then... uh I've had some men come to me and they say, you know, I want to introduce you to my luggage. I thought, oh boy, I tell you what, we, we got something going on there. And you know, it seems like a lot of th- times we're geared up towards uh, the, the ladies and everything. So, so I, I want to share one more thing because I'm talking about hidden things we don't realize, we don't see. And since I, I, I was talking about Speedos and I was talking about uh, tanning till you look like leather, uh, I, I'll get on another subject that I'm going to make a few people mad at me. It's talking about sometimes we don't even see the hidden errors and now they got it going. This this is our scripture in Psalms uh, uh, 19, verse 12 and 14. Who can discern his errors? Hunt them down. Forgive my hidden, hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule, no more rule over me. Then will I be blameless and innocent of transgression. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing your sight. Oh, my God, rock and redeemer. And, you know, there's so many times there's hidden things, things we don't see, things we don't even, uh, are not even conscious of. Lies that we believe. And I thought about this. And, and guys, I'm, I'm just picking. Uh, but, uh, anyway, tell me if it's not true. Uh, you'll see some good old guy. And his bottom lip is sticking out. And he's got a ring in his back pocket. And he's got a cup. <laughs> Honey, <laughs> you think maybe we we'll go have some catfish tonight? <laughs> Don't you think, look my ring on my back pocket. I'm a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> and you see these guys and they just think they're so sexy with their ring in their back pocket. And locusts drew on their lips, but I'm a cowboy. <laughs> and, you know, it's so many times we've got so many things that are hidden that we don't see. And we think, you know, this may look good, but in a way it don't. Or, you know, I believe this about myself, and it may not be true. And so I looked on this website. I wanted to uh, make a point here. I worked, looked on the website, and believe it or not... I looked up strange and painful things. This is the title of it. Strange and painful things found in x-rays. And, and you know, if you look at the person, of course, you've been telling Junior for a long time, stop eating the fork and the plate too. But, you know, finally all of a sudden, go to the uh, x-ray and what do they find? They find this hidden. You couldn't tell by looking on the outside, but on the inside, it was hidden. Now I know Coca-Cola is the real thing, but that's going a little too far. I mean, all of a sudden they took an X-ray and there's a Coke in this guy's stomach. But 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 watch this. You talking about license for a concealed weapon? <laughs> I mean, anyway, I hope they had a lot of honey on there. But this next one, I don't know about you, but. But I've heard way too much now. You might be a redneck if. Well, this next one, I'm tired of that. I'm going to start my own comedy club. And this next one is this. You might be a Muslim if. You can't, oh, no, I messed it up. I, I didn't have the right thing. Anyway, this guy wanted to get so married, he swallowed the engagement ring in the jewelry store. And they arrest them for that. But here's my joke. You might be a Muslim terrorist if you carry a grenade in your stomach. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty bad, huh? You might be a Muslim terrorist if so. I mean, use that, and I'm going to use it. We, we might get on TV before you know it. But these are things that are hidden that can harm you. And there's things we do and things we think and things we may even say that we're not even conscious of that may harm us. Now, I want to share right here, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3, 4, and 5. It says, for though we live in this world, we do not wage war as the world does. We live in this world where people swallow anything. There's one website that gives a list. A hospital wrote down how many things that they pulled out of people, and, and it, it just blow you away. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On contrary, they have, thank God, divine power. Somebody shout out divine power is going to do something today. Divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sells itself against the knowledge of God, and we take every thought, every thought, and we make it obedient to Christ. Amen. Now, I shared with you last week about this lady, Marie-Pierre from France, who was part of finding the radiation, everything about x-rays. And one of the things she wrote was, knowing... ...is only half, is knowing what to believe, which is discernment. And she said, nothing in life is to be feared, it is only to be understood. And discernment is the ability to find the root of the matter. And I looked up the word demolish, and it means to, it means to destroy, to over, an overwhelming defeat. It means to tear down, to flatten, it means to blow up, to dismantle, to explode, to put an end to existence... It means to disapprove. When it says to demolish and to destroy, that means I disapprove of this stronghold in my mind or my thoughts. It means to discredit. That doesn't have any credit in my life. It means to overturn. It means to put an end to the existence of something by damaging it and attacking it. It means to completely ruin or spoil It means to pull down or smash something into pieces. It means to build a vision of complete destruction and wreckage. It means to eliminate completely, to pull up by the roots, and to prevent its reappearance. Now, I was meditating on that. Word of Grace Productions want to bring you today our first in-home video. So are you ready for this? We're going to show you what the word demolish means so you not only hear it, but you can see it. So get ready. Here we go. They are the world's greatest mercenaries, the only life they've ever known. Our mission day is to continue the series of search and destroy demolishing strongholds. The word demolish in Greek means to blow up, to explode, to end, to existence. Today we're going to demolish negativity.
1: Why? For the next generation. Why does this generation need to demolish strongholds? It's to make way for the coming generation. For freedom.
0: Y'all think about that, huh? Yeah. Now that's demolishing strongholds. Amen. That's tearing apart. There was, we couldn't even eat that watermelon after we got through with it. Didn't want to fool with it after it was through. And that's what the mindset we've got to get as we get into this area today about taking strongholds and as we shared, arguments in every pretension. In every area that sets itself against the knowledge of God and to take into captivity every thought and make it obedient to God. The word strongholds means a prisoner that is locked down by deception. A prisoner that is believing a lie as if it is truth. Living a life by something that is simply not true. It's not true. And we're going to demolish it, and we're going to tear it apart in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to show you, share a few things with you, things that are locked in our mind. Prisoners that are bound by limits, by barriers, by deceptions, things that people say, for example, I'll never be able to go beyond this point in my life. I just don't have the capability. I don't have the ability. I'll never go beyond this point. Locked down by deception. I'll never grow intimate with God or anyone else because of my past. I can never be good enough. That's a stronghold. I can never be good enough. I can never take charge. I can never take charge. I can never change my life. I'll always be ugly and out of shape. No one will ever want to love me sober. (laughs) I'll, I'll never be anything but addicted. This is just who I am. That's a stronghold. This is just who I am. I'll never change. He'll never change. Those are strongholds that cause us to believe things that are a lie. And I want to show you what the Bible says about it here in Psalms 139, verse 23 and verse 24. What it says here in in Romans 2, 4, it says... Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and the tolerance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? And I shared with you that word repentance means a willingness to do whatever is necessary to begin the healing process. You here today, this was the last thing you want to do today was come to church. Some of you just wanted to stay in the room with the curtains drawn and just whine and just think of how you want your life to end. And God says, I want your life to begin. The stronghold's been trying to tear you down and tell you that there's not going to be a better day. Your marriage, your home will never make it, but there's something that God wants to do in your life, and he wants to do it by breaking strongholds. Right here in Romans 7, verse 15, it says... I don't really understand myself. I love that. That is so us. Have you ever said that I really don't understand me? Well, you're not alone. Paul said that in the word. I really don't understand me. I can't understand myself. Look what he goes on to say. For I want to do what's right. I want to do what's right. I want to be the type of person I'm supposed to be. But I don't. Instead, I do what I hate. But I know that what I'm doing is wrong. This shows that I agree that the law is good. So I am not the one doing the wrong. Now get a hold of that revelation and get free. Look how evil I am. Look how bad I am. Look what it says. So I am not the one doing the wrong. It's what's living in me. It's that stronghold. I'm trying to fix me without going and getting the x-ray of the Holy Spirit and going to the root of what's really killing me. What's really controlling me? What's really warping the way? I I hate myself, but why? Look at the person I am. No, there's a stronghold that's trying to hold you back and keep you from being who you're supposed to be. There's something that's telling you not to be who you are because no one will like who you are. And I know that nothing good lives in me. That is in my sinful nature. I want to do what's right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. But if I do what I don't want to do, I am not really the one doing wrong. It is sin living in me that does it. I have discovered this, the principle of life, that when I want to do what's right, I do what's wrong. Now, I asked the guys to get me something that kind of would look like my brain, so they got me this right here. And I want to show you a few things here. For example, this represents your brain. How many of you know a vulture and a hummingbird are both birds? The vulture looks for what is dead. The hummingbird looks for what is sweet. You get what you are drawn to. If you are drawn to negativity, depression, and death, you get it. It'll come at you and it'll cling to you and you'll want it to get away, but as long as you keep looking for that type same of thing, it'll keep coming at you. And before you know it, you don't have a crown of life. You have a crown of law, death, you have a crown of negativity. Why? I'm drawn to that type of man. I'm drawn to that type of woman. I'm drawn to that type of addiction. And not only am I drawn to it, it's drawn to me. And what I want to do, what is right, I can't do. Because the magnet inside of me keeps pulling the same things that keep bringing me down. The thing inside of me, I don't want to do, I don't want to do that. I hate what I do. But instead of being able to go towards that which is good and edifying and sweet, I keep getting pulled and keep pulling that which brings death and hurt and destruction. Instead of saying I can I keep saying I can't. So everything that I can't do keeps coming at me like a magnet. And before you know it, I'm heavy. And my shoulders are down. And I'm hurting. And I'm weary of life. And I'm tired of living. And I'm tired of the fight. And I'm just ready to give up. Nothing seems to work and it just keeps coming at me, keeps coming at me, keeps coming at me. And it's not that you're an evil person. It's not that you're a bad person. There's just something maybe inherited, passed down from generation, something you've gone through, some type of trauma, some type of hurt that put that magnet on the inside of you that keeps pulling those things, that keeps trapping you and pulling you down. My soul, my mind, my heart, the things I dwell on, the things I think about. Romans seven twenty four. it says, oh, wretched, Paul goes on to say, oh, wretched man that I am. I'm miserable. I hate myself. Who will deliver me from this body of death? And I looked up that body of death. And that body of death was a Roman torture. And what they would do, they would take another dead prisoner and they would strap him on, another, on, this, on, on a man's shoulder and back. And they would strap it on him. And as that body begins to decay, after a while it starts decaying in the cells and on the body of the living prisoner. And before you know it, the death is transferred. It is so connected. The, trans, the death of this person on their shoulder transferred and ends up killing the living The reason we're so miserable is because what we're thinking on and what we're saying is killing us. Life and death is in the power of the tongue, and we eat the fruit thereof. What we're thinking about, even negativity, being around negative people, breathing that air of addiction. Breathe in that air of neg- negative and breathe in the air of depression. Getting around people who are drawn towards death and depression instead of those who are drawn towards joy, life, and peace. These things corrupt. And so the prisoner ends up dying from what's already dead and doesn't give life. So who will deliver me from this? Thank God, Paul tells us in verse 25. Thank God the answer. Somebody shout out the answer. The answer is Jesus Christ, our Lord. The answer is Jesus Christ, our Lord. He died. And his life is connected to you, and your life is connected to his. But the thing about it is, is he's not dying and decaying. He's alive, and what he touches come to life again. So Jesus, he said, Jesus will, is the answer. So see how it is? In my mind... There's the war. I really want to obey God's law. But because of my sinful nature, I'm a slave to sin. I've got to demolish this stronghold. I've got to stop identifying with the dead and the stronghold and start identifying with God and start seeing what is hidden in my life. I've got to realize who I am. Look at 2 Timothy here, chapter 2, verse 25 and 26. It says, gently instruct those who oppose the truth. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. You're gonna to have to prove it to me. Well, that's why we get in the Word. They oppose the truth. Teach them, instruct them. Perhaps God will change the people's hearts, the magnets, and they will learn the truth. Word says, you know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And so maybe they will learn the truth, and then it goes on to say, then they will say, I will. It says, then they will come to their senses. Oh, I see that. I've been enveloped in that. That's wrong. That's harmful for me. That's dangerous for me. And it says, they will come to their senses and escape. Somebody shout, escape. Escape. The devil's trap. The devil's trap. We don't want to be there. We don't want to live in that type of atmosphere. We belong to Jesus, not Satan. That we may come to our senses and escape the devil's trap. For they have been held captive by him and do whatever he wants. It's because of Satan, my Lord had to be crucified. It's because of the father of lies that many of the children of God live below the life that Jesus came to give. It's because of Satan that nations around the world are in the condition they are because Satan is the God and he holds them captive. But even us today, some of us in areas of life, we may feel like we're being held captive. And the devil's like a cat playing with a mouse. But I say in the authority of the name of Jesus that there is an awakening in the area of our senses and our understanding. And instead of being that magnet that causes things that hurt us to come, I believe that it's going to change to where things that are good and uplifting and edifying are going to come towards you. Because these are the things you're going to think about. What you think about is going to come into you. So these are the things we have to think about. Amen. Look at this. John 8, You know this. He has always hated the truth. Talking about Satan. He has always hated the truth because there is no truth in him. There is no truth in what the devil has been telling you. There is no truth that you're dying and going to hell if you know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. There is no truth that your sins have not been forgiven and covered by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. There is no truth that you cannot come out of whatever's been holding you down and pulling you down. There is no truth that you don't have a future. When the word of God says, I have a future and a purpose and a plan for you. There is no truth that your marriage and your life cannot be saved. When he says, I am the Lord, your healer. There is no truth that you're not overcomer When he says, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. He is the father and there's no truth in him. And when he lies, it is consistent with his character. That's just who he is. For he is the liar and the father of lies, the authority figure. Jesus said, so when I tell you the truth, you just naturally don't believe me. Why? Believed a lie so long, the truth just can't be true. I've been believing a lie, stronghold, for so long. The truth is nobody can love me and I could never make it in a relationship. I could never be intimate with somebody again. The truth, I have failed in so many areas of my life. The truth is that what I believe is that I'll always be a failure. I was born to be a failure. So we live frustrated and negative and feel like we'll never make it and we'll never get out of it. And the devil wants to just lock us down and bring these negative emotions. And if you go through negative emotions and you go through depression, for example... Thank God, if you, uh, we've had some people go through appendicitis, and one thing you learn through appendicitis, thank God that there's pain, because pain tells you there's something wrong, and you can fix it before it kills you. People have tried to outlast the pain of appendicitis and end up passing out. Why? Because it's not to be ignored, it's to be dealt with. What we don't want to deal with, what we don't want to go back to—the pain and the hurt and the rejection of the past—is exactly what's on the inside of us that makes us hate ourselves, or it's end up trying to kill us. And the Holy Spirit is here today; He wants to help you and free you from that. But it's exactly those type of things that is causing pain, that is killing you, and the Holy Spirit wants to heal you from that negativity. I'll give you the example: negativity is a handicap. It'll never allow you to be the person you need to be for yourself or or for others around you. It's exactly that type of thing that'll hold you back from being who you're supposed to be and expecting what God has planned for you. What causes negativity? I'll give you an example. Here's four basic needs that everybody they say needs. Number one, when unconditional expressed love is not given... Because you were created in love, for love, and by love. When my love needs are not met, I become negative. Number two, when I feel insecure. Everyone needs to feel secure. And when they start feeling insecure, then they start getting negative. You know, I don't think we're going to have to be able to even retire. I don't even see how we're going to have Social Security when we come to the age of retirement. I don't see how this country can make it another four or five years. I don't see how we're going to outlast if we have another war. I don't know what's going to happen. All this negativity attacks your security. The third thing we need is praise and an affirmation. You want people to tell you, wow, you look good. You look like you're doing good. You look like you're feeling better. Wow, you look like you've been losing weight. You're doing real good. We want that affirmation, but when we don't have it, then we become negative. Nobody's telling me anything because they must not believe it's true. I'm not doing better. I'm not better. And number four, when you feel like you don't have a sense of purpose or destiny. Things that affect us and the worries and the cares. And we go and look at our life and negativity, dreams, they attack our sleep. And the way we sing and the way we talk. I don't have what it takes. I can't do it. No matter how hard I try, I can't. Everyone else gets a break but not me. No one appreciates me. I just give and I give and I give and nobody notices me. Because those needs are not being met. How many of it's Jesus has sets the captive free. A lot of times there will not be the words of affirmation there will not be the love but there is the spirit of God who wants to heal and take care of you amen so many people so many times different types of negativities using the word if if I could just lose weight, I'm never satisfied. For example, my, my family, there's certain areas of our body we don't have anything. And so if I could just take a little weight from here and put it back here, that I would be happy and break the cob curse. But it just doesn't work that way. I mean, we are who we are. And so you just got uh, to wear four pairs of shorts so you don't look like. My boy say, Daddy, why do you use handkerchiefs? Because it fills the pockets in a little bit. I mean, it's so easy to just say, you know, just this, this is, why was I, you here? why was I born with this body? Why, why can't I grow hair like I grow it in my ears? Why can't things change? Why can't things be different? It's so easy to just switch into that negativity. You see, I never get a break off. I knew they'd get their car. I asked God for a car before them and they got a car. Just negativity. We had a preacher come through one time. He must not have liked his body because he told me, he says, you see, he had a a life-size poster of himself by his table. He says, you see the body on on my poster? I said, yeah. He says, that's not my body. I took my head and I put it on another man's body because I liked his suit and I liked his body better than mine. (laughs) Boy, if life would be that easy, huh? Well, I'll take his arms and I'll take his legs and I'll take his feet and I'll take their nose and I'll take their hair. It's not like that. But we get into that place of negativity. Well, you know what? I'm just not happy with who I am. Hmm? Negativity in relationships. You know, every time I trust somebody, I just get burnt. You see, they're all the same. You can't trust a man no more farther than you can throw him. You see, all them women are the same. They act all right, but the moment they get you, they nag and nag and gain 50 pounds. It's all the same. Why do I get burnt in every relationship I get? You just can't trust them. If I had a wife like so-and-so, a husband like so-and-so, if I had children, if I had other different children, if, I, if things were just different, if I had a new car, if I had a new job, if I had a bigger house, man, my family's just going to hell. Holidays are just like hell. They're all just going to hell. Life is just hell. I mean, you hear people talk like that, even in the church. How's it going? It'd be better if I wasn't married to Satan's sister. <laughs> How about Circumstances. If I was married, I'd be happy. Then you hear other people. If I was married to somebody else, I'd be happy. Then you hear other people say, if I was single, I'd be happy. If I had a better job, a bigger house, my house is so small, I'll never get out of debt. Circumstances are strongholds of negativity. If I had such and such, I'd be happy. If I could just go shopping, I'd be happy. Why does God bless everybody but me? spiritual negativity. I know Pastor David appreciates this one. I just don't think they ought to dress that way in church. I don't think we need all these lights in church. I don't see why we have to stand in line to get in church. I don't see why this has to happen. Spiritual negativity. You know what, if I was pastor, I would do this. You know what, if I was the leadership, I would change this. Well, you're just a regular tool-time man, aren't you? Just go around ready to fix everything that's wrong. Well, you know what? The pastor don't do this. The pastor don't do this. Just spiritual negativity. They change these chairs. I tell you, every time I come in here, they're changing something. Uh, to every time I come in here, one week, the pastor has his coat on, and he looks decent. Another week, he's got a suit on. I think he's getting saved again. Then I come back, and he don't even have a coat on. And then, then did you see that worship leader today? He had a tie with a T-shirt. A tie with a t-shirt. I mean, he's done gone crazy. Tell you, every time you come, it's like a circus in that church. (laughs) Spiritual negativity. How about this one? Let me just bless you spiritual people with this one. Pastor, they're always hearing from God, and I haven't heard from him yet. They're always telling me, God told me, God told me. And I've been begging God, God, tell just tell me something. I'll do anything. Just tell me something. And God hasn't told me anything. And God's always talking to them, and God doesn't talk to me. And it's because I know God don't like me, and I, I know the church don't like me, and I know that nobody's ever liked me. And I knew that when I was born, that's why I didn't even have a pacifier. So I was just miserable, and I I, I just, you know, everything shows why I'll never make it in life. and 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 I'm not accepted, and it's just like... <laughs> God, I, why do you hate me? Why didn't you give me a wife? Why didn't I want one of those. I've been single for 14 years, and you give me Bob? <laughs> I'm thinking she's glad about Bob. <laughs> Big pick. You heard about that person? They're always having dreams and visions, and the only thing I have is pizza dreams. gift of criticism you got a gift but it's not from god how about nickpick negativity nickpick this is good <laughs> ain't never no milk in this house i come home from work you know i need milk for my bones ain't no milk in this house ain't no bread look it done turned green tell you, every time I come, there's just something missing. What is wrong with this picture? I mean, my, you know, there's a list. There's a paper. There's a pen. Don't you know how to write it down? Look how this person's driving. Can't they learn to drive? I tell you, they must be handing driver's license out at Walmart because look how these people are driving. I mean, can't they speed up? But look, let me tell you something I had to pray through this week. Can I be transparent with you? I had to call my card because they said it didn't work anymore my, my uh, discover card so I called them to see what was wrong oh, can I help you they say press 1 for English little buttercup can I help you sir can I help you uh, yeah can I have someone who can speak American well sir I speak 7 languages I believe you But give me somebody who can speak English. (laughs) Don't get offended. I'm being honest. I had to pray through. I said, I I don't understand. And I "I, I, I'm nice. I I never got rude. I never will get rude with those people. I'm nice. But it's like, I'm sorry I don't understand you. And then they get mad. Well, I'm telling you, I, I don't understand the number. I don't understand what you're saying. So, I mean, you know... It's easy to say, you know what, this country's just going down the drain. Negativity. I'm being real. Don't judge me. Pray for me. Amen. Y'all haven't been there? How about cell phones? You're with somebody and they're constantly getting calls and you don't. And you're thinking, you know what? I'm gonna have to get my number to some people in jail. They don't have nothing to do. Maybe they can call me. Man, if I had half the people call me that they have called them, man, I'd feel like I'm loved. But you know what? They're just proving that nobody loves me, nobody cares about me, nobody's called about me. Are you on Facebook? Those people had 39 responses about that little bitty thing, and nobody's wrote me nothing. No happy birthday, no I hope you get better, nothing. Nobody loves me, I tell you, this worth ain't even worth living. Just shoot me and get me out of my misery. I'm speaking the truth in love. Huh? Everybody loves them. If I was them, they'd love me. So you know what? I'm going to try to be like them. And if I be like them, maybe they end up liking me. Maybe if I dress like pastor. Maybe if I dress with a t-shirt and a tie. Maybe if I get my tooth pulled, somebody give me some compassion. So just pull them all. I mean, you know, I'm in need here. You know, maybe if I was, maybe if I was like this. Maybe if I was like that. No, no, dear, no. Negativity. It's just a stronghold of the enemy. That's pushing you away from getting what you need and what God wants to give you. Identify it and hold it down and overcome it. Amen. Say this with me. I decide not to be miserable anymore. Uh, Can you say amen? I decide. It's a choice not to be miserable anymore. But now, hey, okay. You, see, you got real good about that one. Now, I want to see you get excited about this one. I decide not to make others miserable <laughs> anymore. <laughs> hey, okay. I decide not to make others miserable anymore. <laughs> I got to hurry here. I'm late. Ephesians 4, 22. Throw off. Throw off. Yeah. Yeah. In the church we had in the, with the Mayans, we had scorpions that would fall out of the roof. Yeah, the scorpions would just fall down. I got, I got spark, scorpion juice in my Bible in the office. They're still there from 1982. They just fall out of the roof, my huh, baby. You don't go, oh, look how cute. <laughs> you throw it off. It says, throw off your old sinful nature and your former Way of life. Remove that dead man. Which is corrupted by lust and deception. It's covered by it. It's corrupted by it. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Remember, I gave you the definition of attitudes. Renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature. Somebody shout out new nature. Created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Lord, where's my thoughts? Where do I need to change? Lord, give me your life. I'm not perfect, but I'm getting better. Take captive every thought, every single thought that would try to enter in. Any thought comes, just do a Chuck Norris uh, roundhouse and just turn around and just knock that baby down. I mean, sometimes you got to have a... Listen, sometimes, uh, we were watching this thing the other day. Sometimes you end up having an old-time duel with your thought. Remember when they used to get back to back and go so far and turn around? Sometimes you just have to have it out with the negative and the old nature that's still trying to corrupt you. Sometimes you've got to have a knock down, drag out fight with who your own nature is. That's not me anymore. I don't think that way anymore. I'm not giving into that anymore. That's not me. That's not the Christ renewed spirit inside of me. And You fight that and you fight that and you have a duel with it. I will not dwell on the negative. I will replace negative with God's thoughts. Instead of saying I'll never change, he's changing me. She'll never change, he's changing me. Don't, instead of saying it will never happen, say all things are possible through Christ. I'm ready to defeat it. I will press on. I will pass on. I will demolish it. Amen. Tonight we have breakout, college age, kids, teenagers. We got we got things Every church service, we got things for kids and youth and college age to come and get a hold of the truth that sets you free. We'll be here tonight. Tonight, I'm going to be speaking about the law of strength, about being strong, the need to be strong at this time and awaken the mighty men. And we're going to be getting to the area of strength. Why? Because he wants us to be strong and not weak. And we're going to have to be strong to demolish strongholds. Amen. We're going to live and we're going to get out. Amen. So say this with me. Spirit of living God. Transform my life, change my destiny, and Lord, make my marriage and my life work. I receive the changes in my thought process, in my attitudes, in my heart that I need in Jesus' name. Now I just want you right, Just close your eyes and bow your head. Let me pray over you and just receive this in your heart. Father, we ask you right now to break every negative pattern. All the negative patterns over who they are and what they can do and what they can have. We come before you, God, of all mercy and grace. And we ask you to strengthen your people to fight against all the negative patterns. The patterns that keep them going in the same circle. Receiving the same And believing the same lies Holy Spirit of God You said in your word That Lord you've given us strong weapons To demolish The things of depression And things that bring us down And weight us down We ask you to conform us Into the image of Jesus And we embrace his mind And his attitude Help us to become sensitive to you Holy Spirit to see And deal with the things That are destroying What you've put on the inside of us We submit our lives to the authority of your word. We repent and decide to make a change of direction and plans and purpose. Lord, we trust you to plant your truth in our minds so that we will think on what is pure and lovely and a good report. Everything that is you, we want to think on, Lord. Change our attitudes. I've been negative and now I want to submit my thought process and what I am in my heart to you, Father, that you will change me and make me whole. Lord, help us to receive, Lord, your discernment. to, Lord, be able to discern the negative thoughts in our mind and recognize them immediately and take them captive and make them obedient to Christ. We thank you for your blessings and your goodness on each and every one here. And We thank you, Father, because of what you've done. We're able to have the attitude of Christ and we're able to win and be victorious in the life that he purchased and gave us through his own blood. Bless your people here, we pray in Jesus' name. And I just ask you, if you don't mind, would you stand? And I want to ask you the most important question that anyone could ever ask you in your life. I just want you to raise your hand right there where you are. No one's looking around. I ask Christians to be praying. If you're here today and you say, You've talked straight to me. I have felt so hurt, so confused. I hate my life. I hate who I am. I desire more than anything else to be somebody better, somebody that I can live with and someone else can live with. I need to know that my sins can be forgiven, and I want my life changed to where I know I can live in eternity in heaven when I die. If that's you today, and you know you need to give your life over to Jesus right now, I want you to raise your hand. Who can save us from this life of death? Jesus can. If that's you, would you raise your hand? I want to see you. Raise your hand. I want to look you in the eye. I want to see you, God bless you. I see your hand, and God sees your hand. Anyone else here today, right there where you are, just raise your hand. Just raise your hand and say, I need Jesus to come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. I need forgiveness of my sins and I need a new life. Anyone else, you're raising your hand, sir? God bless you. I see you. God sees you. God sees you. Anyone else here today? I see you I see you God sees you God bless you God bless you Right there I see you young man I see you young man God bless you I see you God bless you God bless you God bless you God bless you Anyone else Anyone else God bless you sir God bless you Give your life over to Jesus God bless you Someone else here today before a heavenly father who gave his son for you just raise your hand to receive him you're going to receive him I see that hand, God bless you anyone else, anyone else raise your hand and let me see you let me look at you just show you Jesus is looking at you God bless you I see you my dear sister God bless you God sees you, he knows exactly where you are he knows what you're going through God bless you, anyone else God bless you, God bless you He sees you, He loves you He's here to deliver you Help you Anyone else here today Anyone else here today Anyone else here today ready to make a life changing decision To follow Jesus and Give Him your life Anyone else There have been people all over who have raised their hand here this morning Anyone else Anyone else Those who raise their hands towards Jesus Put your hand upon your heart I saw you. Father saw you. The Holy Spirit is right there ready to come in you and bring the life of Jesus in you. The resurrection of Jesus in you. Give you new life. Put your hand upon your heart and just pray this simple prayer with me. Dear God, I believe in you and I thank you for giving your son Jesus to rescue me from hell and from death. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me, wash me, and make me whole through your precious blood. Jesus, I confess you at this moment as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, God. I am saved. I'm born again. I'm brand new. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. (laughs) Hallelujah. (laughs) Glory. Glory. Brother Biddy. Glory. Just want you to see. Come up a little higher. I just want to see Brother Benny. Praise God for this guy right here. I want you to talk to him. Let him get your name and address. And he'll have some people helping him. And give us your information. He'll be back there uh, to take all that information. And we love you. We bless you. If you need prayer, there are people here ready to pray for you, minister to you. Come up here and let us pray for you and love you. We bless you. We thank you so much for coming here. Thank God we can get rid of that negativity. Amen. How many are ready to be a new person? Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. I tell you what, you're leaving here different than you came in here. Tonight, we're going to be getting in the area of strength and just come and receive the strength. And let the Lord in his life become the rulership over your mind, your thoughts, and every part of your being. We bless you.
1: Brother Jake dismisses. The Heavenly Father, look, I would thank you so much for this awesome, powerful word, Father. I thank you, Lord, that Father did not fall on deaf ears, Lord God. It did not fall on fallow ground, but God, it is seeds that has been planted on good ground and good soil. I thank you, Lord God, that this word is going to grow inside of us and it's going to bring us, Father, to another level in you, another level in our lives and our walk and our relationship with you and with others. Father, we thank you that we see ourselves in the future and our future looks so much brighter, Lord, than it does right now. And we thank you, God, that your promise is upon us and your promise is before us. I ask for favor upon everyone, Lord God, every step that they take, Lord, this week. Let them be led by your spirit, Father. Open opportunities and doors, Father, for us to be used, for us to be ministers, Lord God, of your gospel, to bring to the nations, Lord, to the highways and the byways and touch people's lives. In Jesus' name we pray. We ask you to bless everyone, Lord, today. Amen.